This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Good man. Wait, you tired? What are you doing? I'm, I'm excited. I, I, I'm so, I, I'm excited. I'm tired. I, I'm a little bit of everything. It's right now. It's a a very busy time of year for me. Why is that? Well, because of fantasy football coming. Up. Oh, yeah, you do your <laughs> fantasy football trophies and stuff. I'm excited, man. It's busy for me because I'm just driving back and forth to the beach. So that's what I do. Um, but it's uh, I'm excited for today's show. You're going to love today's episode because this person yeah, is interesting. They tell it how it is. Uh, they're well, definitely I was, wrong. I was, a big, I was a big Bachelor fan. So I watched, I mean, we can say his name. I watched Chad Johnson, who was the villain on The Bachelor, for him on The Bachelor, him on Bachelor in Paradise. I watched it all. And so I was a big fan of it. Before his. we get into your posters of Chad Johnson, um, <laughs> I, let's talk about our new thing that we're doing with the podcast. What, oh, this is cool. This is yeah, so like- cool. We're doing this new thing for the fans uh, because, honestly, thank you again for liking, subscribing, and we're very appreciative of it. It's, uh, that's the best thing you could do to support this podcast. And now we're doing something for you guys. Uh, Dax, Philman. Yeah, so we kind of wanted to give back for the people that are going out of their way to leave us reviews, leave us five stars. It's Again, we, we appreciate it. So what we did was we... We reached out to our buddies over at Autograph City on Facebook. They're also AKA Primetime Signatures. That's who runs Autograph City on Facebook. Um, And we just said, hey, do you guys mind partnering up with us so that we can give away celebrity autographs to people uh, that are leaving us reviews? You know, we thought that would be kind of fun. And they said, absolutely. They sent us over a giant pile of autographs. And I'm talking huge a-list stars i would say this i I was like in reality when we got when we got this pile i looked at these photos and i'm like fuck i want to kind of keep some of these like do we have to really give these out because these are worth a lot of money they're very cool they're very rare they will be amazing talking pieces if you have in your office in your house if you want to frame do whatever you want with it but we got some really cool names in this and what we're going to do is when you you know and this is how we're going to give them out we are going to give them out to the people that leave the most unique and best reviews on our podcast. Put it on an iTunes, leave the best, unique, most fun reviews on our podcast. You just, you just, for people that don't know how to do it, because people ask me, they hear us say it and then they're like, I don't know how to leave a review. You go to our iTunes page, you search Hollywood uh, Raw Podcast, and then you just go all the way to the bottom, and that's on your mobile. And you can leave a review, leave the five stars, or if you're doing it on your desktop, it's like right there on the top. It's super easy. And what we're going to do is every week when we do the podcast, we're gonna, we are going to announce one reviewer, the person with the best review that week, and we're going to read it out loud, and then we're going to send you that person an autographed photo of a certain celebrity that we're going to pick out of a hat and say okay this person might get whatever name so it's gonna be really cool it's the easiest contest and I'm ever telling you, you guys uh, these are not lame names these are huge these are great. <laughs> like i'm talking 500 dollars like signature in there i'm telling you these some of these people i know there's 
the one person I look at, massive star who's been an A-list star like his entire life. People would pay really big money for this. It's so it's worth a lot of do money. Do what you want after it. After you get it, you keep it. You whatever. But I'm telling you, these are some big names. Primetime Signatures is the best celebrity autograph company out there. I mean, they've been doing it for years. Uh, I've been working alongside those guys for a long time, and they are just veterans in the industry. Well, they, and they do this thing called these the, mystery boxes on. So they it's do so these cool. mystery boxes on their Facebook uh, every night, and you could just. It's like $100 a box, and you have a chance of winning some, or not winning, you get, and it's a mystery box, but you could get insane autographs from Brad Pitt, uh, Tom Hanks, uh, They've got Stallone. like scripts, signed scripts, replica props. It's really cool. Back it's to like the cool future, stuff. everything. I mean, you're getting, you're exceed, some a lot of this stuff exceeds the $100 uh, price that it is. So you're getting a great deal, and uh, it's so cool. So check out those guys. They've been awesome to to us, primetime signatures in oh, Autograph and City. He, by the way, he texted me. He texted me. He said that if anyone actually wants to go to the website and buy something, like any of our our listeners want to go to their website, which is primetimesignatures.com, and you just type in the promo code Hollywood, they'll give you 15% off. And that's, listen, he's, like I said, he's not paying us to say this, but you'll get it just because you're friends of our friends. So all you have to, to do is go to their site. If you want to purchase them, you get a deal. But also, what you can do is just leave a good review on our iTunes on our uh, and we will announce the winner weekly. This is not just a once a week. This is a weekly. We will announce and you will get a really cool autograph picture. So we'll announce the person. So it starts now. Starting it starts right now. now. Dax. Okay, so our next pod, we're giving away our first autograph. Very cool, Dax. Right, tell so go leave those reviews. Tell the people about our guest today. I'm excited. This is gonna be a fun one. Like I said, Bachelor fan, so I think this one is gonna be good. But uh, Today, our, our guest, he's he's famous, but he's also, I would say, infamous, right? Yes. I mean, 100%. He's infamous, right? Um, and I, I, I think I, I want to hear his side because we're always hearing the other side. We're hearing how the media thinks of him. We're hearing how reality shows cut up and make him look and how he's portrayed in the tabloids. But let's get on. Uh, this is Chad Johnson from The Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise. Welcome to the show, buddy. So where where are you right now? Are you in L.A. or where are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm out in like Reseda, so like a little past Encino in L.A. Nice. Kind of shit. I followed my ex out here just because I didn't feel like looking for a place, and she found a nice complex, and I was like, fuck it, all right, whatever. I don't even care. Yeah, man, you're doing good, though. I I see all over the Instagram. I see your photo. I have, If I'm in public, I have to quickly go through it. Because I don't want people to be like, what the hell is this guy looking at, you know? <laughs> I mean, Dude, it's... Adam's Adam's your number one OnlyFans fan, actually. <laughs> he spends so much fucking money on your account, I'm I'm not even joking. I'm the one tipping. <laughs> who, are, who are your fans? So you've been doing OnlyFans, Chad. How is that going for you? Are you enjoying the, the, the business end of it? Are you enjoying the creative and kind of connect with people, with the fans? How is it for you? Yeah, OnlyFans is going good, man. It's... Uh... It's been crazy. I mean, it started off slow, and I was like, holy shit, I can't believe I just put us all, all this out there for, like, you know, a few thousand bucks. And then and then it, like, blew up after, like, two weeks and just was going crazy. It's kind of settled now a little bit, but, I mean, I'm still, you know, I went from being probably the brokest, most known guy in, like, from The Bachelor ever, you know, because most of those people, you go on the show, you get famous or you do reality TV. You get famous and you get brand deals. But I was the bad guy, so I never got any brand deals or endorsements. And I didn't get that many followers because people thought I was an asshole. But it's like I went from being the fucking lowest level paid to the most known 
to being the highest level paid within like three weeks. You know, now I'm making like what the fucking like the bachelor themselves are making, you know? What's crazy about that is when you come off the show, by far, you were probably the most well-known, most talked about person on the show because you were, let's say, quote unquote, the villain character. But that's who everyone wants to talk about. They don't really care who was the goody two shoes. Right. right? Yeah. That, I, so why why shouldn't you be getting the brand deals? Yeah, I mean, I kind of knew that going into it, you know, and, and I never meant to play the, the asshole. That just kind of that kind of happened with a few comments I made. And I realized it was more like as I went on, I convinced myself of it being a better idea because it really was like niche marketing. You got 25 guys all trying to be. You know, yeah, Mr. Goody Two Shoes and one guy being the bad guy. It's like, well, fuck, that's way easier marketing for me. That's that's some niche shit. I can go against 25 guys or go against nobody. Yeah. Well, listen, let's start from the beginning and paint a picture for people who don't even, there weren't Bachelor fans and they kind of seen you in the news lately. You came on the show on The Bachelor. You you know, I think instantly you became the alpha male of the show. You became the villain. Wait, and we, it, it was JoJo's season, right? Just so for people that didn't watch that season, it was JoJo Fletcher's season. Chad comes on. And this was actually when I used to watch The Bachelor. I loved it. I, I thought you, it, you were one of the last seasons that I watched. Um, but so Chad comes on. He's this huge, ripped guy, super, like, macho. And the guys didn't like you. They didn't like you because you were called The alpha right? male. I would say the alpha male. At the, the end of the day, that is pretty much what it was. Like, I could kind of tell. And I was trying to be nice with people, but... I guess coming in that like ripped and just like, you know, portraying this confidence that I was doing because I was nervous. And when I'm nervous, I get overly like cocky to like protect myself. So I did that a little bit and I guess they all bought into it. Just kind of like, <laughs> then they all started teaming up like, fuck that jacked guy over there. You know, my favorite part, Adam, I don't know about you, but when they would cut, cause obviously the editing's like kind of messed up on reality TV. They would always cut to him just eating slices of meat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that's how, like, Chad became, like, this, like, I, and I want to say villain because that's how they edit it. They, you become the villain, but you become, like, the most talked about person. You then went on to also do Bachelor in Paradise, and you've kind of been a part of that Bachelor... Nation. I don't know. Bachelor Nation. Yeah, yeah it's kind of weird how long I've been able to kind of keep it trailing, you know, being as it was four years ago. But I guess doing shit like banging their girlfriends off camera... <laughs> And all that stuff kind of kept the ball rolling, you know? Well, you you know, before you went, when you were going on the show, did you want to, you know, you have to kind of, I I would think, and I don't know, but you could help me out. You strategize on what kind of person you want to be on the show, you know, because obviously you want to get the girl. Um, Did you want to be the alpha male or was that who you really were or was it a character you're playing? Like who, who are you trying to be and was it really you? I, I mean, I, at the start, my whole thing was, I, you know, I told someone I was going on and I remember them being like some girl being in my house and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go on and play fucking Prince Charming like everybody else. I was like, duh. And then um, it, it kind of fell into it because it was like day two. And I remember that Evan guy was crying about like, you know, I just been crying myself to sleep. I, I missed my kids. I've cried myself to sleep every night for three nights. And everyone was like, oh, and I'm like, not one guy's going to say something here. And I was like, bro, it's, it's been three nights and you're a grown fucking 30 year old man and you're crying yourself to sleep. Like, how are you going to get married? And that's when I like all the cameras just kind of did like this. And I was like, uh oh. <laughs> and from there on out, it, it kind of snowballed. Then I was like, OK, now I'm the bad guy. 
And I, cause I couldn't get back to like being non hated because, you know, if you don't have a personality or you're not interesting or funny, the only way for me to get airtime on reality is to be the protagonist. So everybody's like, if I tell him how bad he is, then people will be like, yeah, he's a good guy, you know? So everybody just tries to play that, like, you know, if, if I say he's bad, then I look good. Yeah. And, um, and then I recognized day two how bad of actors everybody were. So I was like, okay, I'll be the villain, plus I'll call people out on being fake. Because they would tell someone, like, I remember they told, like, Robbie and Chase, they were like, why don't you ask him what he wants to do today on the date? And he was like, so I'm excited to see JoJo. What do you want to do on the date? And I was like, bro, he's not asking you to act like out like a Robert De Niro scene. Literally just ask the dude believably what he wants to do. Like, and so I just, I just kind of fell into it. And I was like, all right, this is my niche. Yeah. You know, I'm going to out-act everybody and I'll be an asshole and I'll just kind of play the role that is expected. How much of the show is kind of like, I don't want to say scripted, but are, are you prompted into certain things on like on The Bachelor? Oh, so much. I mean... They didn't have to really prompt me into much. They were kind of like with me. They were kind of like just, they would literally be like, go in there and do your thing. I'm like, all right. <laughs> but like, if they wanted something out of you, they might be like, hey, now would be a good time to say this. You might want to go, you know, like on the date, there was one date where uh, it was in front of like everybody, like half the guys. And they were like, now might be a good time to kiss her. Wow. And I was like, that seems like a terrible idea. I was like, in front of everybody, she's not going to do that. And they were like, mm. so I thought that they had like code that she wanted to kiss, you know, like in their earpieces. And it turns out they fucked me over and they did it. <laughs> and, so, and so I look like an idiot. And I, that's why when you see me punch the door that they always use in fucking like promos, yeah. it's because I was yelling at the producers. I was like, you set me up. You fucking made me look stupid in front of everyone. Like you told me. And they're like, we didn't say she was going to kiss you back. And I'm like, it was highly insinuated. You know? Wow, that's crazy. The little background yeah. story of like, they're like, okay, well, not number one, they got you to look like an idiot. Number two, then they got this punching, violent, like crazy scene. So like they want out. They know what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. So they, and then they edited it to make it look like I was mad at her for not kissing me and, you know, the guy for saying I'm on steroids when really it was like I was fucking screaming at the producers like, you fucking dicks made me look like an idiot. Yeah. Well, were you actually attracted to JoJo? Was it just like a prize or a game for you to win? Or did you actually like her? She wasn't my type. Like, she's pretty, but she's... I have, like, a very specific look I go for. But, I mean, when you're on a show and there's only one girl to date and you're told date this person or fucking go home and ruin your career, like, you're going to look for the positives in that person. You know what yeah. I mean? But, I mean, to be honest, the, the, I guess I tried as hard as I could to really like her, but the fact is she was just as horrible of an actor as everybody else she, everything out of her mouth was like and I, i'd like to say something nice it's been four years but like everything out of her mouth was like i'd be like how are you doing today and she's like well it's a gorgeous day and i'm just excited to get to know you and i'm like let's be real for a second like how are you doing are you tired do you need a burrito like <laughs> yeah very like forced fake like shit you know from your just knowing a lot of the, the people on the bachelor and being a part of the franchise and everything I've, I've watched numerous seasons where, like, let's say the, the villain person stays much longer than I would have thought because I didn't feel like they had a connection. Now, is that point, yeah. producers who are going, you cannot send this person home because they are driving audience? For sure. I, I, I think, um, 
I, the, the main person narrows it down to like five or six the first day. And then everybody else is kind of like free game for, you know, producers will be like, this person sucks. Like they're not making good TV. They go home. This person is going to stay. So I, I've heard a lot of the villains for sure. Actually, like, yeah, they weren't supposed to be on that long. But I was told by actually another bachelorette, and ah, fuck it, I'll say it, I don't give a shit. It was Rachel, Rachel the bachelorette, told me that she knew that JoJo didn't actually want to send me home, but that it was more producer-driven to send me home because they were actually getting worried because I was playing my role so damn well. They thought I was going to, like, beat everybody down or, like, like, cause some violence and get them in a lawsuit or something. That's interesting, but she, wow. so you would have stayed on longer then. Yeah, which is like the exact opposite reverse of like, you know, every other villain that's been on the show. And I'm sure she she would deny that, of course, you know what I mean? Because that's her brand. She would have to. But that's it. You that's know? interesting because if so, the Bachelor actually liked the person, but they the produce, uh, producers could persuade them to go, nope, you have to kick him off, even if they did like him. That kind of puts a kink in the entire Bachelor strategy, right? Exactly, because that, that was my whole thing. My whole thing was like, do what I have to do and say what I have to say to these guys to create TV and be entertaining and to get them off my back and scare them. But when I'm with her, be myself. So like she actually liked me, but like due to what was happening back at the house and all that stuff that was going on, producers were like, you got to send them home. And she's like, but what from, from what I've seen, he seems to be pretty cool. Interesting. You know? That's crazy. I, I... I, I'm, I could see them keeping someone longer. I'm surprised that they had the ability to send someone home that was actually having a connection with the, the Bachelor or Bachelorette. Yeah, it was a... I mean, that kind of shocked me, too. I was like, what? No fucking way. <laughs> what, what, do you remember your casting for The Bachelor, uh, the Bachelorette? Like, how many auditions you had to go for or what you had to do? Yeah, so I, I went to an audition in Oklahoma City, and I accidentally went to the one where it was, the you know, for the girls. Um, and that was in, like, June or July of 2000. 15 and then um they were like we'll call you you know in november because this is the one for the bachelor so it's the girls and i was like yeah I'll, I'll fucking write okay and then sure enough like three months later they're like hey we want you to come down to dallas so i flew down to dallas and did an interview at a hotel and they said they'd call me in a month and then they did and then that next month they, i flew out to la and then i got a call like two weeks after that that was like hey wow. you're on that's crazy. And you made, and you don't make any money for being on the show. You're you're out of work, you know, so you're just – how do people live like that? How do you, like, get some job or how do they have jobs allow them to go there for a month, two months and just not – they're not making money from their job. Well, probably not. And then they're not getting paid from the show. So how do, how do you make that work? I mean, I've heard I, – I know on all the other shows I've done, there has been, like, a stipend offer. Oh, that's okay. Um, so I, I've, I've heard that they actually would offer some people um, like money to cover their bills while they were gone, which, you know, I wouldn't offer that. But then again, I didn't ask for it. But um, I think that's why there's so many, you know, personal trainers and real estate agents and, you know, kind of like half ass success. People where it sounds on paper like you're successful, but you're not really successful. Yeah. And what about suits? Do they provide you the clothing at all, or uh, you got to do all your own? I spent like seventy five hundred bucks on all my suits and clothes. What were you doing before? I'm sorry, I can't. I can't remember what you were doing before getting on the show. I was. Uh, I sold cars. I was a car dealer, basically just like flipping cars from home. And I had just started in real estate, but I never sold a house. Gotcha. So. And you didn't want to get back into that afterwards. You were like, let me ride the reality, you know, wave and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, right after that, you know, I, I did a, 
I mean, immediately after I got a call, like a couple weeks after getting home, like you're doing bachelor in paradise. And then, you know, a couple weeks after I got home from that, I got a call about like being offered famously single for like a hundred grand, you know, so each of the reality shows I did after that were all paying me like a hundred grand a pop, you know, to show up for like two weeks. So, and I was being told and I was getting, you know, sometimes two, three emails a day from production companies talking about doing my own show. So I was like, you're like, I'm fine. So yeah. yeah. And do you get paid for being in Bachelor in Paradise? Yeah, I, and I believe, uh, I forget where I saw it, somewhere online. I think I was the highest paid ever on Bachelor in Paradise. I got like 1800 a day. Of course, I was there one fucking day, so I only got 1800 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not surprised. I'm telling you, I think you were the most memorable person on any bachelorette show really i mean i did stop watching so i gotta be honest with that but like your your character was massive my goal was to create a character that kind of uh outlived the show that that was bigger than the show that had a longer timeline because I, the one thing i always felt like people would be like they'd be like bachelor in paradise is your redemption story and i'm like any type of real redemption story can't have a three-month fucking timeline nobody got better in three months and if they did and now they look better. Either that's editing or they're faking it. But you know who that worked for? Nick. Nick yeah, it yeah. actually worked for because I thought that he looked like a scumbag on on all the seasons of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette when he did that. And then he did. But that was like a three-year process, right? From his initial to then that last one. And then he went on Bachelor in Paradise. I was like, oh, the dude's cool. Like, he's a really nice, cool guy. He, like, came across as a whole different person. I'm like, okay, I like him now. Yeah, well, I mean, once you do, you know, a couple shows, you kind of have it pretty, you know what to do. Yeah. You know, I mean, all, if you watch that season back, watch, he didn't try and date anybody. All he did was fucking just play the role and befriend all the girls and be like, talk shit on the other guys. Yep. And so all the girls watching, like, he's such a good guy. It's like, <laughs> well, let's see him. Let's see him fucking date. Yeah. Like, sitting there talking shit, playing the White Knight little cut boy over there. Fucking, <laughs> he knew know, what he was doing. Like, yeah, so he played it right to, to get what he got. You had beef with, like, Derek and Evan uh, over the season. Do you, do you still communicate with those guys at all? No, no. I mean, we talked shit back and forth on Twitter for a while. But then it kind of died down, and then Evan blocked me. I forget. I probably said I'd kidnap his kids or something. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you don't follow Chad on Twitter, you should, because he's always, he always says, like, these – like just crazy things that makes you laugh so hard that it's like obviously he's being sarcastic, but it's really funny. So anyway, I just you're a good you're a good Twitter follow. I've been following you for a long time. <laughs> yeah, people get so mad at the stuff I say, and I'm like, come on, fucking like just enjoy it or don't. You know? <laughs> do you do you talk to any of the Bachelor people, or do you just kind of distance yourself from them? No, the the thing is now. Um, I mean, I did, and I talked shit, and there was a lot of articles and stuff out like earlier and last year and shit about things i was saying and doing but like now there's almost i've almost been like blacklisted by the bachelor people because they can't talk about me or they seem as like they're, they're sex shaming or something you know i'm like come on hit me with it like what are you gonna say like oh chad does porn now like yeah i make 10 times as much as you and your fucking like teeth whitener brand deal on instagram so <laughs> but like they know they can't come at me because they know i mean if i was ruthless before like, imagine now that I've thrown literally every care to the wind. Like, yeah. you know, like I'm literally planning to go. And when The Bachelor airs, I'm going to go bang in front of the few of the dudes' houses with some girls and put it on OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I've already got three of their at-home addresses. <laughs> what was a better experience for you? Was it Bachelor or Bachelor in Paradise? Uh, oh, you know, actually, I take that back. Bachelor in Paradise was only for a day, so it's like you didn't really get to enjoy it. Yeah, they, well, they fucked me over on Bachelor in Paradise because, I mean, I mean, they were telling me, they are like, look, play this right, and you'll get The Bachelor, you know? And I was like, okay. But, so I, but I knew I couldn't come in nice automatically or people think I was fake. So I had this whole, like, play it up, play the douchebag, build ratings. They'll, they'll cut that into, like, a little take for previews. Be wild the first day, but then the next day be like, I apologize, you know, like, blah, blah, blah. Just be myself. And, um, you know, I talked to even girls in the morning, like, you're so different than yesterday. And I was like, yeah, I was, I was doing a thing. I'll explain it later, you know. And I was going to kind of softly explain it, but I didn't catch it on camera that I was, like, playing a role and helping out, basically, production. And then they kicked me off. And I was like, what the fuck? I did this for you. Like, this is what you wanted, yeah. you know. So that's why I'm going off on Chris Harrison and them, because they literally before were like, <clears throat> like, I'm in the car with producers, and they're like, fucking get in there. Give it to them, you know? And then they, they sent me home for doing exactly what it was they asked for. And I'm like, how does this how does this make any sense? Like, you're virtue signaling or whatever. Like, you tell me to be bad, and I go be bad. And you're like, shame on you. You can't be here. <laughs> and what's your relationship with Chris Harrison? Have you guys spoken at all or had any communication? We talked after Bachelor in Paradise when we did the uh, – uh, because we, we, we did Bachelor in Paradise and then we filmed the men, men Tell All, and he was like, "Fuck you, Chris Harrison, ha 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 ha," you know. Yeah. So like, I mean, I don't have an actual problem with him. I talk shit to him on Twitter and stuff just because it's funny because he can't say anything back. Did, did you did you have any of the other like contestants that obviously made a mark for themselves? Like, I know obviously Corinne, yes, but like Olivia or any other people reach out to you after your season and be like, "Hey, I know, I know what you've gone through. Like, I feel, I I feel you." Yeah, and I had a lot of them. Like, you just need to go be good. And I, you know, even like Olivia and all them, and where they all fucked up, and I'm sure they got their podcasts and little shit, but like, they all tried to like undo what they did. And it's like your best bet of like, you know, moving on and continuing in this career path is like, if this is what got you pressed and this is what you're good at, like, I'm not, I'm good at being a bad guy. I'm not good at being a good guy. Yeah. No, it's played it on several shows, but nobody gives a fuck when I'm good. So like, I know what it is. That is my skill set. And these people, you know, they would call me and be like, yeah, I get it. You know, you fucking, you just need to change. And I'm like, you don't understand what I'm doing. Like, you don't understand the path that I'm working that no one's ever done before. So it was, it was kind of hard for me to take their criticisms because they didn't. They didn't fit in on the same path. Like someone who's really succeeded at that was Omarosa. She was like the first real, I say, villain on TV. And she worked that thing. She never was apologetic. She kept going down that path and never was like, oh, I'm going to change. No, she she used it to her advantage every step of the way. Exactly. Yeah, I've even like lost myself because I started playing the role on and off camera. They're like, who are you? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so do you have a relationship with any, uh, I know, the Bachelor people as far as who are the actual Bachelors or Bachelorettes? Do you have a relationship with any of those people or still? Uh, I mean, like some people from my season, like James Taylor and Vinny and, you know, Wells, um, a few people like that. Uh, and then I occasionally get DMs from other people just like talk about shit where they watch my shit. And I like love that. But um, I mean, I don't really like hang out with any of them. Do you think most of the people that go on the show, they want to be in a relationship or are they going for fame? They want to be a celebrity. They're going for the next step. I mean, for sure. They're going for the next step. I mean, you the fact of the matter is reality TV 
I don't know how fucked up this is, but they don't exactly cast the hottest of girls. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know why they don't do that because I can go through my DMs right now or even just look at my feed and see 50 hotter girls than anyone they've ever casted on, like, any MTV show. But, like, the whole goal is you go on, you get fame, you make some money, you, you continue to get your brand out there, create some product line, and fuck all the hot girl 20-year-olds in your DMs. Like, that's the, that's the fucking... American Bachelor dream. What do you think of the new Bachelor? They just named an African-American Bachelor. What are your thoughts on this guy? I think they just threw a fucking Hail Mary. Like, "Ah, this guy will do. You know, let's not look bad. So do you think that ABC was forced into that choice of choosing a a black Bachelor? Or he was just the right person for it? Because let's remember, guys. ABC for a long time repeatedly made a conscious decision not to have a black Bachelor. Like... They went as far as like, you know, going after lawsuits and stuff saying we don't have to choose him. So I'm just curious, do you think he's a good fit or this was a forced choice because of everything going on? I mean, I think it was a first forced choice for sure, just because we have you guys ever even heard the guy speak? I mean, I haven't. Yeah. Who the fuck is he? The only thing that we know about him is that he's friends with Tyler Cameron. And so therefore, he most likely knows how to be fake as shit and play the role and be good. Because if you watch Tyler Cameron, that's all he did was say, like, bullshit cliche lines like girl you could move mountains no i think i think they should have had a a black bachelor years ago i think that it shows kind of their true colors by like oh now we're gonna do it no we know what you're doing you should have made this decision years and years and years ago because people have been asking for a black bachelor for a long time and you never did it you never did it until now it's basically the most obvious like uh audience peddling you know virtue signaling thing i've seen i mean why didn't you choose one of the guys like Mike Johnson? He was on the show and people loved him. Why not yeah. choose him? Why would you choose this guy? I mean, the only reason I see that they would choose this guy is because they're literally sending him through fucking coaching. Like, all right, here's what you're going to do. Here, you know, This is what you're going to talk about. These are the things you're going to say to the girls. I mean, he's literally probably being like coached in nine hours a day classes or something on like how to run this shit perfectly so that the show is, you know, kind of, it go, you know, goes in the proper direction that they want it to go. Uh, let's talk about some stuff that that's come up in the recent past few months. The the arrests. What can you say about them? What exactly happened? You know, I want to hear from your words, not from the tabloids and from the media. I want to hear from you. What what happened, dude? Um. So basically, what happened was I hadn't drank in two months. And by the way, on the last thing, hopefully that I hope that all made sense and I didn't say anything fucked up. And but I'm pretty sure that's. I think, I think we all like. I think a lot of people would would see that Bachelor is just kind of they're just kind of doing that anyway. Was my point? Yeah, no, no, sure, you're good. Yeah, could have gone with anybody from the show that's already been on. But anyway, um, so what happened in February was basically I hadn't drank in two months. Um, I'd been dating this girl a while, and it was going fucking miserably. And uh, we broke up one morning, and just because I hadn't talked to girls in so long, I got upset, so I had some drinks. Went over there, we got back together. And as we got back together, she saw a dating app go off on my phone because during that like four hour time we broke up, I was like, fuck this, downloaded a dating app. (laughs) Don't waste any time. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I I don't waste time when it comes to that shit. It's more about just like feeding your brain, letting you know there's still food. You know, if I lost my food, I want to know there's still food out there, which sounds misogynistic, but you know what I mean? Sure. So, um, so she got mad. I got mad. I punched a hole in the wall. She kept recording me and shit. I ended up throwing her phone outside. And that's 
pretty much the extent of it. Later, I came back to apologize. And when I came back to apologize, she walked me outside and we, we were just talking and cops came up and arrested me. And I'm like, what the fuck is this for? Like, So she called you know, while and you didn't know she had called? Yeah, someone had called. It was either... It was either her, I heard it was her mom or it was the neighbors or something. Gotcha. You know what I mean? But, and the thing that sucks is that just like in California, if you if if two people have an argument and they don't they aren't dating, then you know the cops will show up and be like, "Hey, shut the fuck up." But if two people are dating and they're having a loud argument, somebody goes to jail for domestic, whatever it's called. Was it domestic violence? Disturbance. Domestic abuse or Dis- domestic disturbance? Yeah, something like that. So it makes it look really fucking bad, but it's like they're legally required to take someone out of the situation. Mm. And of course, they're going to take the guy and, you know, me, obviously, because I punched a hole in the wall. But that's pretty much what it was. And then she, you know, she went and talked about it. She did televised interviews where she was like, yeah, he never hit me. Like nothing ever really happened. It was just he blew up because he got mad because I was mad because I saw the dating app. So he punched the wall. And then, um, like I said, she was posting dumb Instagram stories. And, um, yeah, the, I guess at the end of the whole thing, it's just been crazy enduring it, especially considering like now that like I broke up with her and now she went on to do these super vague interviews and YouTube videos insinuating that I did something bad. Whereas I'm like, you literally already did televised like interviews where you said nothing happened. You can't go and like undo that, switch, yeah. you know, what? Fact of the matter is she thought her name was going to blow up. That's the only reason she'd do that. My family and everybody knew that she was going to do this shit. They were like, she's going to crush you in order to make herself famous from, like, day one. And she didn't get enough press off of what happened in February. So now she's turning it and trying to spin it into something even worse. So I'm just like, now I'm just gearing up to, like, see what happens in August whenever I go to court. Because they're going to drop all this shit. And then once they drop all this shit, that's going to be... There's going to be some situations happen with, like, countersuits and stuff versus her and all the stuff that she's said and done to, like, you know, play this, like, Amber Heard type of situation. Which has been, yeah, it's just been totally fucked free for me because I'm like, I didn't ever do anything. Like, I was good to her. You know, we had, like, one argument where we broke up because we both were like, I just don't know if we don't like each other. Got back together. She saw the dating app, punched a hole in the wall, and then now it's turned into this whole, like, let me get famous for being a victim thing. Yeah. You've always, I mean, dude, you've been a, you've been, you know, you're a villain by the media, you're a villain from reality TV, and then you have this on your record, you know, uh, that people see. Has this effect, how has this affected your life, like, all this stuff? I mean, it really hasn't, um, like, I mean, uh, I was supposed to box in, uh, you know, another event where they dropped me from it before, um, back in, like, February, or it was supposed to be in April, and I got dropped from that. I lost all my brand deals because of all that shit. And that's pretty much why I started doing OnlyFans and how this whole venture started off. So really, honestly, like, as crazy as it is, this whole situation really helped me because it launched a whole new career that I never would have done that is turning out to be, like, the most profitable thing that I've ever done in my life. Yeah, yeah. So, so when you get into OnlyFans... Did you start off pretty chill and it's just like shirtless photos yeah. and like kind of just pushing the limits? Like at what point do you make the decision? Okay. Like I'm, I'm going full out. Uh, it was, uh, you know, for like the first three weeks, it was just like an underwear picture, stuff like that. And then, um, slowly it was like, maybe I'll show a little bit more. 
And then um, I guess the decision, I was like, I started realizing how many fans I had and how much money they were paying. And I knew I was making that money then, but I was like, they're going to leave if I don't Keep going. give them what they want. And so I just started thinking, like, I can turn this into a very long-term, very large business venture, you know, making seven figures a year if I just fucking just do it. Like, what, what do I have to lose? You know, I'm not, I'm tired. It's been four years. I'm tired of sitting around being like, you know, where people, production calls me like, hey, we've got a show for you. And I'm like, really? I'll pack my shit. And then, like, two weeks later, I'm like, what happened? And they're like, oh, sorry, we're in a different direction. Like, I'm not sitting around waiting anymore for TV shows. Like, I'm going to make my fucking own. Yeah. What's the weirdest request you get? Weird? Oh, dude. I mean, so many, like, so many dude requests. You know what I mean? Like, bang a dude or bang a dude <laughs> and a girl. Or this. I, that's pretty much it. A lot of asshole requests. Those, those are like, mostly from Adam, just so you know. <laughs> Dude, check my messages, bro. Come on. I keep tipping you. I want the asshole. <laughs> By the way, are those a pair of, like, gold balls on your necklace? What is that? I, it's boxing gloves. Boxing gloves? Are you a big boxing fan or what? Yeah, well, I mean, I was going to do that boxing event in, um, you know, like I said, in April, which got canceled because of the coronavirus. And then now I just signed the contract to fight coming up in October. For, uh, celebrity boxing. Wait, for, what is this? Seriously, is this official? Yeah, it's official. So I don't know who I'm fighting yet. Hopefully, it'll be like I'd love to fight like Colton or Tylen Cameron's little bitch ass, but I don't know if we can get any of the. Uh, is this out there? I don't, I don't think I've heard anything. Has anyone? No, nah, I, I like just signed like yesterday. Oh, so. Wow, Shit. congrats! So this is the wait this celebrity is... boxing. This is the Joe Giudice card. Uh, yeah, I think so. Is it the yeah. one like in the Bahamas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, this is Joe that's G- huge. That's uh, this is pretty good. You're in insane shape, dude. This is uh, you're officially a boxer now, huh? You signed, so you signed the contract. Yeah, signed the contract. Good to go. I'm not, I mean, I, I would say I'm strong. I'm not sure that I'm in insane shape. I'll be able to, at this point. I'd throw three punches and probably puke myself. I was gonna say, well, it's it's quick rounds, wasn't it? It's like three thirty second rounds or something. That's what Joe said when we had him on. Three one-minute rounds. Three so one-minute sh- rounds. Okay. And you don't know who you're fighting? I, no? They don't have that locked down yet? I mean, back back in April, we were in talks for me to fight Colton. but uh, Like the other Bachelor guy? But then again, I, mean, I remember his bitch ass. They were saying he was wanting like 100 grand or something. And I was like, fucking guy. <laughs> so, if, so if they don't get Colton, who else would you want to get in there? How about Evan? Evan would never. <laughs> but I got, I got like... 80 pounds on Evan. I, I mean, the thing is, on The Bachelor, I was 182 pounds. Like, I remember I weighed myself in the house, 182. I'm 220 now. So, like, I added 40 fucking pounds. And if those guys were scared of me then, it would be like, you know what I mean? Yeah, so who, I, who would be, like, a decent fight? Okay, if Colton can't do it, who who would be, who like, a fight? ideal? Yeah. yeah. Mm, let me think. I gotta, um, yeah, probably Tyler Cameron. Um I'd be down to fight like Chase McNary or one of those guys, Derek Peth. I would think it'd be best to get someone from The Bachelor just because that's the only people I have real animosity towards for trying to fuck me over. What about Chris Harrison? I'd fight Chris Harrison. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anyone, though, like you name these people, and obviously Tyler's in shape. Is there anybody that you really disliked from your past on The Bachelor that you really want to fight, though? Uh, I mean, like Jordan Rogers for sure. Yeah, I would love to knock that fucking guy out. Interesting. I I think Jordan would be a good one, don't you? I think that'd be. He he might do it. What is he doing right now? 
I think he, he got that deal sucking yeah. his dick and you know did the SEC for a while. I don't know if he's still doing that. He'd be a good one. I think that would be Which a huge. Was very one. very telling. Like you know, hmm, yeah, you obviously didn't get set up at all because you totally the minute you got off the show got connected with ABC's sister network like on the SEC. You know, what was it like ESPN or? I think it was ABC with the SEC, and it was just. Obviously, you might have had a little hookup. Nobody's going to call that out. Like, nobody tweeted about that but me. It's funny how they, the little back background deals that uh, if you start to think about it, yeah, ABC and ESPN are the same sister or mother company of Disney. So there you go. Yeah. Tyler, though, how do you think Tyler would do against you? He, Tyler's an in-shape guy. Tyler's a fucking just tall, skinny boy. Like, I mean, he's – I don't know. I said he's probably 190, you know what I mean? And he's more of like a push-up, sit-up guy, and I'm more of like a – bench 400 kind of guy so i kind of feel like him being a model he's he's not going to want his face hit at all yeah i don't know how the fuck that guy's a model I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that's true he, he's a pretty dude life. come on you know he's pretty he's, he's all right i mean maybe if he got his teeth done or something i don't know <laughs> but the one thing about that guy and one of the reasons I, i'd like to fight that guy is because whenever that shit happened in february he had dm'd my ex like Hey, if you need anything, let me know. And I saw that shit, and I was like, "Fucking really, bro? What? What are you? Gonna, you're in New York. She's in LA. What were you gonna do? What are you gonna like? Call her and just like whisper, like you can move mountains. You're beautiful. Like you're literally across the country. Are you hoping that she's gonna tweet out? Thanks to Tyler Cameron for his support. Like you're such a good fucking guy. Like you're. You know, what? What could you possibly do to help this girl other than fucking hoping that she's gonna tweet something of, out about? what a good guy you are for reaching out and trying to help. You know what I mean? Like, just such bullshit. That's kind of messed up. Yeah. <laughs> so, my okay, so like, my vote's for Tyler, then, to get in the ring with you. Yeah, but I think it's like, yeah, I'll talk shit to these people on Twitter, but you don't fuck around and someone's like, I don't fuck around in their real life. Yeah, I've banged their exes, but they were done with. You know what I mean? But yeah. you come in and try to, like, play this, like, little stupid good guy card, messaging my girl in the DM, saying, like, you're going to help her and shit, like, now I got to fucking beat your ass. So I got to ask you, you punched a few walls, you know, have you ever, are, are, are you taking any steroids though? No, nah, nothing right now. I'm good to go. Were you, were you on the bachelor? Were you taking steroids? That was, that was a three month every day. Every calorie was counted. If I ate too many calories by six o'clock PM, I would take Benadryl and go to bed. And everyone was like, ah, he's huge. The thing is, like, half of the guys on that show, when we weighed ourselves, they were 200, 205, 210. And like I said, I walked in there, and I was 182, and I was like, fuck, I hope nobody saw. They're going to know that, like, because there's optical illusion. When you're that ripped, you look huge on camera and in person. Yeah, I don't, I've never had that problem. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, if I had my shirt on, when I had my shirt on, I looked super skinny. But if I took my shirt off, I looked like Rambo. But yeah. the thing is, they were all afraid of me, and I was like, why are you guys afraid of me? Like, I'm literally 25 pounds less than you, you know? So I, I tried to hide my actual weight. Yeah. So, But you've done cycles before. I have taken pro-hormones before. The kind you get at fucking, like, GNC and that shit, that strong shit, like Andro before it was legal. Yeah. What you, you digging? Why are you digging on me? <laughs> Because we want to know what, your secrets dude, because we want to look like you. <laughs> dude, I need to take something, bro. I'm watching. I see these videos are posted on IG. I'm like, dude, this guy's a monster. It's a protein stick, man. It's a protein. <laughs> I want to ask you about one last thing, too. Uh, you know, Kendra Wilkinson, 
What was the how'd that go down? Where did you guys meet? What was that relationship? So that was that was actually a skit we shot for Barstool Sports. That's the, everybody got played by that shit. The whole oh. world. So we we shot a skit for Barstool Sports that was about like celebrities acting like hard asses when really like you can't get a private jet. You're just gonna be on coach or renting a car like everyone else. And um, so during the scene shooting it, we had a few drinks and we actually did plan to like go on a date and shit. Like we were like, yeah, let's fucking hang out. Like she was asking me to hang out. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And then we took the, uh, we did like pictures outside. The guy was like, I'm going to sell these to CMZ. It'll be hilarious. And he actually fucking did. So then it was this weird situation of like, you know, press reaching out to me and wanting me to explain it. And it was like, well, yeah, that was a skit and that was fake, but technically we do have plans to go on a date. But like, I don't know how to explain it because that wasn't a date and that was fake, but also the future might be real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was strange. But then the press got out there and she was so like still into her ex-husband that she was like, no, I would never date him. And then so I was like, what? All right. Then I did press like, no, I would never date her. Like, so basically, the the photos that were taken outside ruined any chances you could have had. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. sucks. It's like the press. It could have been real, but the press fucked it all up because she wasn't ready to date someone yet. Because she was telling me she still wanted her ex-husband. And I was like, that's cool. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but I'd love to hang out. And I'm like, that's cool, too. Wow. <laughs> So tell us more. What what are you doing in Vegas? Like I see your name all over the headlines. You're going to Vegas. You're going to start doing adult films. Like what's happening? So the Vegas thing that was kind of crazy because uh, I did that back in like February or March. I did an interview where I was like, you know, me and my ex had a couple's account where we were doing stuff, and I was like, you know, maybe I'll continue doing it with her, and if that doesn't work out, maybe I'll get a house in Vegas. You know. And like, I don't even know if I said Porn Palace or she coined it, but I, once I heard it, I love that name. But like, I was like, maybe I'll move to Vegas and get a house and then just fly girls in and let them collab with me and let them film content. Maybe I'll take a percent, you know, if they're at my house. And uh, it blew up. And, you know, I was planning on doing it in the back of my head, kind of. But when I saw it blow up, I was like, fuck, I got to do this, you know? <laughs> well, listen, the, uh, the Instagram TikTokers and all that, they have the hype house. So you having your porn palace is perfect. Exactly. Flying everyone out and just having your own, um, you know, only fans house is brilliant. I actually, it's a great idea. Though that's what I think. I mean, the thing is, there's a there's a huge open open in the market. There isn't a Playboy Mansion anymore. Uh, you got Dan Bilzerian, but he's got the personality of a brick, and there's no nudity. So to create this house, and initially, like I said, it was the porn palace. It was going to be just porn, just. People coming in and hooking up, having sex. Maybe there's like Celebrity Big Brother cameras in the walls and they can watch them, you know, subscribe to an online channel. But then I changed it to like, I wanted to make it more like fun and games and people coming in and YouTubers can come in and maybe they're not doing sex. They're just, you know, topless playing games at the pool, you know, um, almost like just like a wild parties, you know, and do a couple episodes a week. So I figured that's what that's the plan right now. Uh, but I'm waiting to hear back on the other project. But that, that along with, you know, obviously there would still be an OnlyFans and some of the girls that come to those parties would still obviously want to shoot porn. So I would still keep that channel open, but I want to keep the, the mass media marketing availability of just like topless parties. Yeah. But the thing I'm waiting on right now to launch all of this is I have a show. It's essentially The Bachelor Uncensored. And we've been in talks. It's a project I've been working on for a year and a half. And 
finally have like funding and negotiations contracts are all in the works and we're getting ready to get that shit locked down. And I was hoping to hear by the time I did this, maybe tomorrow, maybe the next day, maybe halfway through next week, if everything is like finally done and then we can start like launching for casting. But that's, wow. that's what I'm waiting because if that happens and when that happens, then all the other stuff will be inclusive of that. Because that will fund the house, that will fund everything where all the other projects will go in and under it, and they'll all market together synergistically to help each other. Are you in negotiations with uh, another media, it's like a site, or is it a network for the to, for the home? Or? Uh, just funding, just investors. Uh, gotcha. It's all going to be on its own, so we're going to have a smart TV app, uh, all going to be on there, um, basically then a screencastable website. So it'll all just be on its own website where, you know, you charge like $14.99 a month like Netflix. But the only difference is you're getting access to these, to not only that series, but other like reality porn style based content. It's a combination of reality uh, television and porn, which no one's ever done before. What was Actually, Nick really Hogan? Smart. Yeah, it's very, what was Nick Hogan's involvement with this? Dating Tana, who is my TV show partner. She's uh, the one that I've basically developed the concept with over the course of the last year. And, um, you know, he's got really good ideas. He's not involved in anything like he's not going to be like on set, like, you know, producing and things like that. So, like, for me, I'm going to be the host of the show. And maybe I'll fuck some girls on there, too. I don't know. <laughs> but, like, I'll be the Chris Harrison of it, but I'll also be producing. Tana will be producing kind of in charge of the girls and things like that. And then Nick, just like he's been in reality TV so long, he has, like, really funny, good ideas for things that are, like, simple and easy to shoot that make for good TV. So that's pretty much his involvement. By the way, so as you're saying this, so, you know, we, we brought up the Hype House. One of the things that we found out while doing one of our, our podcasts is that a lot of these, you know, Hype House TikTokers, they don't pay to, like, live there. There's They're giving up a percentage of everything that they make, and the house is free to them. Because the person who owns the house takes a percentage of everything they make. So you might want to think about that. You have your OnlyFans house and you take a percentage of everything that's made inside and everyone that's there lives there for free and you're paying for the house based on what they're bringing in. Exactly. And that's kind of the end goal. Um, the first few months and, and for the marketing is going to be all for the show. That's what I want to launch off with because that will that will essentially launch all of the other, you know, that will launch the house, the, the general like OnlyFans house that'll launch the like fun party series. But starting off with the show is really kind of the like mass media press push that gets the word out about everything. But yeah, eventually it will be just it'll be like a Playboy Mansion where I'm taking a small cut of everybody, probably also fucking everybody, you know. <laughs> and then just have Big Brother cameras throughout that just live stream all day long. Exactly, and I have my own platform being built right now where you're gonna we're gonna create our own channel on it where you can go click into all the different cameras in the house and see who's in there and I'll have contracts with each girl that like, Hey, you're going to get a small cut of the channel, but, um, you are going to be filmed 24 seven, no matter what you're doing. Dude, he's, he's, he's got some cool things going got on. And Chad Hefner here. It, yeah. Because kind of <laughs> it's like five ideas that all work together in one that I can all do at the same time. But it's like, it is super complicated to like set them all up in terms of like, which comes first to market, which is the next, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's been it's been complicated. And it's been a pain, a lot more work than I like initially thought. Uh, initially, I was like, I'll just get a house and I'll shoot porn. And it's like, man, it's it's a lot more complicated. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it could be very lucrative for you. Yeah, yeah. 
these guys quietly are fucking cashing and cashing in, you know, like a lot of the bachelor stars, you know, on Instagram, we think they're making money, but it's guys like Chad that are out there. They're secretly very, and not put it out there, but you're doing very, very well, man. Congratulations. And I'm excited to see you boxing coming up, man. I'm, I know you're, you know, this, you with celebrity boxing, I think it's gonna be a really cool partnership. I'm excited, excited to see who you face in the ring come this fall. I, I'm excited to see who's going to take it on just because, 99% of the guys in reality TV, they don't exactly book the tough guys. You know, they book the guys that look tough, but are mm-hmm. pretty much all talk. So to see somebody actually take me up on the offer would be kind of kind of wild, especially if it's a guy from The Bachelor and a guy from The Bachelor knowing, hey, it's that guy I was afraid of plus 30 pounds. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're crossing our fingers for Tyler. Yeah, if if it is Tyler, would you be willing to cut weight to make that fight happen? Or I could do that. Yeah, if I had to, be some bullshit. Just gain weight to get to me. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's great, brother. But dude, thank you so much for the time. And where can people find you and keep up with what's going on with you? So you can find uh, like all my Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. It's all at Real Chad Johnson. And then my OnlyFans, the one with me is OnlyFans.com slash RealChadJohnson. And then the one where it's me with girls is OnlyFans.com slash ThePalace. But um, all of my stuff in terms of like the updates on the TV show, updates for the platform and the series, everything in regards to the house and all the shit we've been talking about is at ChadsPlayhouse.com. And that's where um, I send you all the updates. You just type in your email. That's awesome. Dax, make sure you tune into his OnlyFans. I'll do the Playhouse. And then, uh, and then Dax, keep commenting on his uh, underwear photos, dude. I'll just hang out on the side. I appreciate it, man. Stop asking for the fee picks, Dax. Uh, <laughs> dude, Chad, you're the man, dude. Thank you so much, brother. Congrats with everything, and I'm excited to see what's next. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on, man. Nice to meet y'all. Yo! He tells it how it is, huh? Yeah, that's pretty fucking raw and real right there. That is... That's the definition of Hollywood raw. That is raw and real. I mean... There's like, there's a lot in there. I mean, he. That was a big episode. That was a. Very, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted after that one because it was like, this guy doesn't shy away from shit, man. No, wow. he, he owns it, you know, like, and, like, listen, he talks about banging girls, but it's just like, a lot of guys don't. I mean, he's a good-looking dude. He's in shape. He's banging girls. He talks about it. I mean, it's. Well, he's getting paid to. He's do getting it too. paid to do it now. He's making more money than the actual bachelors and bachelorettes. He's. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna harp on that game. I. I don't. Like, I don't know what to say after that. Honestly, interview. dude. I. Not even like joking, but like his idea of this like house where, it, the it's a uh, like an adult star bachelor. It's really. It's kind of smart. It, it, you know, like I. I know how much money is in that industry. There's a shit ton Tons. of money, and people love that voyeuristic stuff. Tons. He's going to do very well with that, and I I know he's going to celebrity boxing. Be, I am nervous for anybody who goes in the in the ring with him. I'm curious who's gonna who's gonna have the balls to step up to him because he's he's a beast, man. I think he would have been a better choice for Joe Judice than Ohani Noah. I agree with like you too. Joe Judice versus Chad Johnson. That kind of seems like that'd be a really good fight. It would on paper. It's a good fight in a real and but in a fight, Chad would crush him. Chad's a monster. I mean, he's yeah. You know, so I, who the hell is who's gonna say yes? That's like 
who is going to get in the ring against him? You don't think how many seasons of The Bachelor and Bachelorette have been around? You don't think there's one person who was on the show, is kind of stuck and looking for money that would not do that fight? Or would do that fight? No, I guess you're right. There's a lot of like pretty jacked guys from that from that series. Someone's going to... I'm just trying to think like... That's he's a big dude. He's a big dude, but I'll say one thing about him: I appreciate his honesty. You know, yeah, and uh, you can say what you want about him. You can say he's a bad guy. You can say he's an asshole. But do you really think he's lying? No, he's just talking how you would normally talk, locker room talk, locker locker room conversation. He's talking like how you would talk to your friend. Oh yeah, they're an asshole. Oh yeah, they're a piece of shit. Oh yeah, they're you know he's just he's just a real dude. I think the thing that I take away from it that was probably the most interesting was that he could have stayed longer on The Bachelorette. That the producers told JoJo she had to kick him off. Like, the fact that Rachel Lindsay came to him and said, oh, yeah, you know, she told me she would have kept you on longer. That's kind of a big deal, dude, that ABC's, like, get rid of him. Yeah. Even though you like him, get rid of him. I I, actually, I really do like him, and I feel like he's been... You know, it's he's he, he's been vilified, but he fortunately he's good enough guy where he's been he's like you know what fuck it I'm gonna use it and take advantage of it um, and profit and make money on it. Um, but he's one of those guys where I feel like people could hate him, but then you put him in a room and you'll actually enjoy being around him. Except if yeah. you're you know you're with your girlfriend or he'll try to bang her probably because he's a good looking dude. But uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> but yeah, he's he's a real ass dude. and I respect that. Uh, and I'm ex- I'm interested to see what he does next. I won't be tuning to OnlyFans because I, I I spent all my money on everyone else's OnlyFans. So maybe if I save up <laughs> my get my allowance, maybe I will get that money for the OnlyFans. Uh, Dax, maybe you can share me your password so I could get in. Um, however, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you leave a review uh, because we are giving out. Uh, this is pretty cool. We are giving out autographed celebrity memorabilia, celebrity photos to the best, most unique reviews and comments on our board. Uh, so make sure you leave the comments and reviews. Uh, and and if you don't know where to go, you go to iTunes, go to our page, go to Hollywood, uh, Hollywood Raw Podcast, and you kind of like scroll all the way to the bottom, and you can leave your review and your five stars. We only accept our five stars. No, I'm just kidding. Leave whatever you want. But uh, uh, yeah, you leave a review there, and then we'll look. We read it out loud. We pick then uh, from our pile of celebrity autographs, and I'm telling you, we got... Great autograph. A huge courtesy of our friends from Autograph City and Primetime Signatures. Uh, so make sure you check them out. You can check me out at, at Adam Glenn on Instagram, on TikTok, on every social media platform. You can find Dax Holt on D A X H O L T on Instagram, Snapchat, whatever, uh, TikTok. And you can follow the Hollywood Raw on TikTok. We are now on TikTok. So make sure you tune in, like, and subscribe. And uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Part Real Media Production.